What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. This is your spoiler warning. We are going to be talking about the season finale of The Mandalorian, so if you haven't seen the episode yet, don't watch this video. Robert Bush asks why Bogatan didn't take the Darksaber from Din when she took it from Sabine with no problem in Star Wars Rebels. I've seen a lot of people asking about this and talking about it, and I already have some ideas, some thoughts on it, but... First, I just wanted to bring up, do you remember like a few weeks ago when we were like, why do Mandalorians all of a sudden leave their helmets on all the time? They never did that before. What's going on? And then they answered that question in the show and it was like a great answer and it was very character centric. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I see people getting mad that they don't have this answer and saying that like, well, now Bo-Katan is hypocritical. and I'm like... I'm sure they know what they did in the past. I mean, Dave Filoni was involved in both shows. So, yeah, yeah, I I just don't want people to get all mad about something that I'm like, I'm sure they're going to cover this. Well, I feel like over the years, Bo-Katan has really changed. Uh, And, you know, when, when she got the Darksaber from Sabine, that was kind of like... Desperate times call for desperate measures sort of thing, which, I mean, you could say that about that episode as well. But I don't know. I think I feel like she just had this image in her mind of how that was going to go down. She was going to mm. kill Gideon, get her Darksaber back. Uh, and I think you said this in, in your review, like maybe she thinks just taking it from Sabine kind of jinxed it somehow and and not doing it the way that it's supposed to be done with the whole beating someone in combat (laughs) as i was saying uh yeah i i think maybe she just thinks that that was the wrong thing to do to just take it yeah i don't know if she's being like superstitious but i i think it's probably gonna have something more to do with maybe people didn't respect her claim because it was like, yeah, Sabine just handed it to you. A bunch of us saw that happen. They all seemed on board in Star Wars Rebels, but... Yeah, they all bowed down to her, <laughs> but then it's like, once word gets out that she was just handed the Darksaber, yeah, maybe some people were like, oh, that's not how this works. Exactly, and there are so many Mandalorian clans, and we're seeing Justin a handful of them in uh, this last episode of The Mandalorian. They don't get along. Like, they don't trust each other, so I have a feeling that she feels this need to make her claim, like, really, really, I took it in combat the way I'm supposed to. It's probably also personal. She said, like, as long as Gideon surrenders to me, I think that maybe it has something to do with, like, maybe she surrendered the Darksaber to Gideon. Yeah, I I still hope that we get to see how that exchange happened, how Gideon got it. Maybe we will in the Bad Batch. I, I We don't know. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Bad Batch is way before Star Wars Rebels. Ignore what I just said. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, like, I hope we get to see that. So I, I could see it being just a, I lost it to him. I need to beat him. Maybe he beat her in combat and she just has to prove that she can beat him to all the other Mandalorians. But, you know, maybe that won't come into play because I do really love the idea that, yeah, Din is technically, like, the leader of Mandalore now. 
he's got the symbol, and I really want to see Bo-Katan deal with that. Yeah. The it, idea. she's She's been saying throughout the season, like, we're stronger together, and we can retake our homeworld, but she wants to be the one in charge, and yeah. now she's not. And can she get behind Din? And even when Gideon is beaten by Din in battle, he says, like... Oh, you're you're sparing my life. This should be interesting because he knows, like, the the tension that is about to happen, and he's the one to point it out. And it just makes me think, like, the few times that Din and Bo-Katan were together, couldn't she just have mentioned that little detail, like, oh, we're we're both going to see Gideon. He could be anywhere on the ship. If you happen to see him with the saber, maybe don't take it from him because that's my thing. Yeah, give me a sh- give me a holler on yeah. the com link. It just communication, guys. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love just th- th- that was like my favorite aspect of that episode. In an episode with Luke Skywalker in it, I really loved everything they were talking about with Mandalore, both in that cantina earlier. And then, yeah, just the second Din disarmed Gideon, I was like, oh no, because I knew, I knew Bo-Katan was not going to take that well. And Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see where that all goes. Leftist Hominid wants to know if Grogu could have left Luke's temple before Ben Solo's fall. I sure hope so. Does he have the temple at this point? I don't know. I don't I can't imagine that he does. It's only yet. five years after Return of the Jedi. I don't know what he's going to do with Grogu. It's it's a tough situation that we're in because, like, Luke, in my mind, was the only Jedi that really made sense to pick him up. It's like people were throwing around Cal. I'd love to see him. Ezra would love to see him, but Luke makes the most sense. Yes. But we know how that ends, and that's why all this time I've, I've said this over and over i was like i don't know why people are like wanting luke to take grogu because we know how that ends and i don't know how that's gonna play out but, I... but again i think the creators know that that's on our minds i yeah. think they know that i trust them yeah i i don't think grogu makes it to luke's temple that ben solo is at i think Something's going to happen. Maybe he brings them back to Din at some point. I made a joke earlier that the first episode of season three is Luke coming back to drop Grogu off and being like, he's too much to handle. Take him back. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that'll happen, but it is hilarious. Just yeah. He's got a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Maybe Luke goes to try to find his homeworld and his his species. Uh, we don't know what Luke is up to right now. Um, and I'm really sad that Grogu's gone. I hope we see him again. I don't know what to think about the two of them going off together. Me neither. And uh, I also made a joke that Luke was going to take him to Dagobah. <laughs> be like, I saw one of your kind here yeah, once. You'll like it here. <laughs> Lots of frogs to eat, probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I also just have to assume that Grogu doesn't become part of the temple with Ben Solo, just because no one wants that to go down that way. Nope. Um, that's like 20 years in the future. But 
I don't see Grogu being like super out of the baby phase. He'll still be very young for a Yoda species. Yeah, I don't know. But we don't know what Grogu's destiny is. Uh, it, it might not be that of a Jedi, and Luke might realize that and still help him. All he said he was going to do was help him master his powers. Maybe Luke does think, he's 50 years old. That's too old to begin the training. <laughs> but I can help this child. Yeah, and he says he'll protect him with his life, with, which we all trust Luke to do that. I mean, maybe like we know that these other shows are building towards a big event, so maybe... Like they're gonna need some help. Maybe it's like a we're we're making our last stand, and then the X-wing flies back in, and Luke throws Grogu out the window, and then Grogu's like stopping missiles and stuff. Like he comes in and saves the day. He gets a tiny X-wing. Oh, he gets his own little ship. Yes, or R two D two shoots him out of his head. <laughs> Din's gonna give a salute, and then Grogu will come flying out. Brandon Madigan asks if The Mandalorian is over, and will it be replaced by the Book of Boba Fett? I don't know. <laughs> this is like another one of those things, like, we might find this out on Monday. Yeah, uh, hopefully. With Mando Monday news and whatnot, but I don't know. Like, they said Christmas 2021. That's I, I've watched Kathleen Kennedy on that Investor's Day presentation, like, eight times just to be like what does she say what what is she saying because she says like the next chapter starts christmas 2021 and the book of boba fett is december 2021 so i imagine that's going to be before season three of the mandalorian but i feel like we have heard giancarlo esposito and uh other people talk about the third season of The Mandalorian, but mm -hmm. I don't know if they were just saying that because they weren't going to be like, well, we're shooting this Boba Fett series and that's basically going to be season three. Like, it's all so up in the air right now. I, I think they're separate things. I think I think there's going to be separate shows. I think they have to be. Um, And, I mean, it would be nuts and also pretty cool to just have them both airing at the same time, but just on different days. I don't think they're going to do that. It would be nuts. And I don't know how they're going to handle like all of these shows that are supposed to connect with each other. But from the business standpoint, I think Disney wants to spread all this stuff out to keep people subscribed constantly. Sure. I think they want to have like a Marvel show on almost every week so that all the Marvel fans stay. And they're probably trying to get to a point where they have a Star Wars show every week to keep all the Star Wars fans there. I mean, maybe the book of Boba Fett is going to be part one of season three. Like, I could see that. Almost like a Battlestar Galactica season four starts with Battlestar Galactica Razor, kind of yeah, like a little we get side a, tale. We get a mini series before we get the third season of The Mandalorian, maybe. I, no, I could see that. I, I could see this being an interlude. Mm -hmm. uh, to if we're going to treat the Mandalorian as like a novel and yeah we have uh all these chapters and then occasionally we just get a another story about that's the book of Boba Fett maybe we'll get a book of Bo-Katan at some point mm -hmm. a book of Jaster Mareel Tar Vizsla like they could jump all over and do famous Mandalorians while we film the next season or something yeah I it would be cool I don't think this is what it is but it would be cool if it were like a 
like a straight to Disney Plus feature length film almost like it, it, it's its own story that's maybe like an hour 45 minutes two hours long and that's how we kick off season three of that'd be fun the mandalorian uh, but. But yeah I, I think they do have to be separate because boba fett looks like he's on his own little mission on tatooine and there are so many dangling threads mostly about like mandalore bo-katan din i think we're still gonna be asking those questions what does it mean to be a mandalorian what is important is it the rules is it all your various creeds or can you come together to retake your home like i think that will be the story going forward and we've just kind of the season finale did feel very i i felt like they could have just said the end after (laughs) the that elevator door closed and i would have been like shocked Mm -hmm. but it feels like the end of this era i don't know i i i'm still trying to decide in my head like how these two could be kind of meshed together like we kick it off with the book of boba fett but maybe we still see din a little bit and like what him and bo katan are (laughs) boba fett's probably like pen pals with them now yeah just checking in I mean, we're we're back on tattooing. We could get more Cobb Vanth. Come on. That's what we really want. The Book of Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. J.D. Rice wants to know if Star Wars is moving into primarily a television-based franchise. It looks to be that way, for now at least. I mean, it's insanely successful. It's easily accessible, especially for the times that are, we are living in right now where can't go out and see too many movies and they even talked about how stagecraft is like uh helping them get production done yeah i'm i think this is the right thing to do and i'm happy about it i mean I, i still hope that we get back to a point where it's a mix i'm thrilled obviously about rogue squadron uh not just because it's rogue squadron but also it's like okay they're not abandoning like the idea of these just one-off stories yeah people were worried about that after solo a star wars story it's like nope we're still gonna tell maybe this will set up a trilogy of rogue squadron i don't know but for now it's like let's just focus on telling this one story Mm -hmm. uh that doesn't have uh anything else to do i mean it might relate to the skywalker saga in some ways i think wedge will probably be in it maybe poe and finn who like it sounds like it's going to take place after uh the rise of skywalker so there's potential there but i I think it'll be kind of its own thing yeah i mean i think there's so many stories still to be told in star wars that work perfectly in like an eight to ten episode arc Mm -hmm. imagine if the rise of skywalker was an eight episode little mini series we could have gotten so many more answers (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i still think that it makes sense to me to have uh like an old republic trilogy like let's do some big galactic events in film Mm -hmm. and then if you look at a lot of these series they are kind of fleshing out eras we're we're focusing in on characters instead of events uh and i'm happy with that but but they're also doing stuff like the acolyte which sounds like that could 
show us a new era of Star Wars. I'm excited about that. So Yeah, and I think the volume has been a big part in all of this. It's allowing them to create such insanely cool things without having to go to all these different locations. Um, and like they're going to use it for films too. Oh, so. yeah. uh, Taika is shooting Thor 4 in the volume and it's only going to look better. Like I season two was already for me a step up from season one. Uh, there were still a couple of shots where I was like, I can tell they're not really in the jungle or walking down the ramp of the slave one. But for the most part, I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just all in. It it looks great. Yeah. Mustafarian asks if Cobb Vanth could be in the Book of Boba Fett. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I should read these ahead of time. I forgot to, and I, I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think so. And I, I think that maybe he should be in the sense of, explain why Boba Fett never got his armor. He knew the man by name. Um, it it kind of depends on what Boba Fett is up to. Is he seeking power? Does yeah. he want to rule Tatooine? Or is he trying to rid it of the scum and villainy? Yeah, I'm so intrigued by the idea of this Book of Boba Fett thing. Like, okay, he, I guess, takes Jabba's palace and maybe names it something cool like... Boba's place. Boba's brothel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Not brothel. Uh, another B word, maybe. Bodega. Boba's bodega. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, does he want to use it for, for good or for evil? And I think Finnick is down for whichever. Well, from the little we got, I see it as they're killing all the gangsters. They let the slave girl go. Yeah. I I don't know that he was sitting on the throne as in like now all of this is mine so much as like I beat Jabba or Bib Fortuna or whoever. <laughs> if he's trying to just go after the crime on Tatooine, I could see Cobb Vanth being uh, a very willing ally. Yeah. That would be a cool team up. But yeah, we need to know that story of how how long Boba Fett was on Tatooine, why he knew about Cobb having his armor, and he had the Slave One. Like, what was he doing? Right. And I, I'm i wondering if there there will be flashbacks to that, uh, just filling us in on, yeah, what happened to Boba Fett during that five-year span? Why didn't he leave Tatooine when he had the Slave One this whole time? That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars explained content like audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing commentaries for all of the Mandalorian Season 2 episodes, and we only have one to go now. Uh, but that's all available right now if you're interested. On to YouTube questions, Nick Bush asks if Imperial Senators questioned why so many pods were destroyed in Revenge of the Sith. I, I wonder if Palpatine just shut everything down for a couple weeks after his fight with Yoda. If he like saw what he had done and was like, oh, I got a little carried away here. <laughs> yeah, as like what? Who cleaned that mess up? Pro you know what? It's probably Masamita. Oh, poor guy. It's his job. To clean it up. That's what the clones do after Order 66. They they become like, get on in here, fix this up. Mm. 
Palpatine's made a mess again. Nothing to see here, just some maintenance on the pods, you know. You don't want them backfiring. I I do want to know if senators came in and were just like, what happened here? He could could probably be like, Yoda tried to kill me. I mean, he could just blame it on Anakin. (laughs) I I bet he would blame it on the Jedi. Like, now that we have made it to an actual answer through all of our joking, it makes sense to be like, a Jedi came here and attacked the Senate. A Jedi came in here and just had a fit. Yeah. (laughs) You know how they can be. (laughs) Declan Gallagher wants to know when we think we'll see a continuation of the Maul and Kira storylines. That's definitely something I hope they follow up on. Uh, I think a show would be great to do any sort of solo sequel. So we know about Lando. There's potential there. Yeah. Yeah. I... 100% 100% am on board with seeing both of those characters show up in the Lando series. I like bringing Maul into it is a little difficult. Kira is a lot easier. Maul, it's like if he meets Han and does a bunch of Force stuff in front of him, then it makes no sense why Han would not believe in the Force later. But that's also kind of like an Indiana Jones conundrum where in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's like, I don't believe in all that magic stuff and then you go back to temple of doom and he witnesses magic (laughs) it's like okay uh indy yeah i mean i've said it before but if the lando series takes place before the events of solo we could see whatever job it was that lando did for crimson dawn and you know i these might just be cameos of maul and kira because kira knows a guy she she knows who lando is so they've met before um they would just be cameos but yeah i would like to see some sort of sequel series to to solo whether it be a series or a movie i i could see the lando series kind of doing what the mandalorian has done and like kind of sprouting off maybe alden and chewy uh han and chewy show up at the end of the lando series and then they're like we're off working for Jabba the Hutt now, and here we go. Follow us on Christmas 2023. <laughs> <laughs> every end of every series is going to introduce a new one, and we're just going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Chris Raptor asks if Hondo could ever appear in a Disney Plus show, and which one seems most likely? I think yes. I think The Mandalorian works. I think The Boba Fett show works. I think the Lando show works. <laughs> he could pretty much show up anywhere and it could work. I think the Rangers of the New Republic would be really funny if he made an appearance there because he'd have to be like pretending to be not a scoundrel. <laughs> yeah, the Kenobi series works. Like literally, I don't know. <laughs> the Acolyte might be the only one that I can think of right now where it's like he might not be alive then. The high Repu- or the end of the High Republic, yeah. Yeah, like we know that he's around in the Clone Wars and all the way through to the sequel trilogy era. So he's had dealings with Kenobi. It would be funny to see him there. He's a scoundrel himself, so Lando makes sense. He's part of Scum and Villainy, so the Mandalorian makes sense. Yes, Rangers make sense. He knows Ahsoka. Yeah. He, I think he'd <laughs> fit in with Boba Fett. Yeah, I... I 100% think that we will see him at some point. I just, I'm not sure which series 
it'll be because he could fit in any of them. Yeah, just knowing how these shows have been working so far and how closely they've wound up tying in with animated stuff, I'm like, yeah, I think he's going to pop in. Last, we have another question from Declan Gallagher, who wants to know what we think the Acolyte series will be about. Uh, So I think this was coming off of, apparently there's like a a Chinese-only High Republic book that's coming out, uh, which I just kind of heard about which I need to find. I'm sure someone will do a translation at some point because uh, obviously I want to read that. <laughs> but it says something in its description about the High Republic age lasting until 50 years before the prequels. So that's probably around when the Acolyte takes place. Um, I still think it would be really cool to do some Sith, like they're coming to the end of their big long con here Mm -hmm. but they're not quite there maybe the jedi almost catch them and they have to do a big cat and mouse game to not get found out yeah i i want to see exegol uh there's potential to see darth plagueis there's there's a lot of potential here uh and all we really got from the description was like the rise of a, a dark yeah, it's like a, Presence a, a mystery power. But, oh, yeah. And the fact that it's a mystery thriller is really cool and exciting. I Like maybe the two Sith, Plagueis, maybe Palpatine or Plagueis and his master, which I think I would prefer that. Uh, but maybe they're on some plot. They get found out by a Jedi. They have to kill the Jedi and escape. And then some other Jedi are investigating that murder and are trying to figure out who done it and they get maybe close but no cigar to finding the Sith. Uh, I think that would be really cool. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. And as always, thanks for watching. May the Force be with you and have a very happy and safe holidays. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.